Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and yes, your coach for the week. Uh, thank you for joining. Hello, and uh, good morning to you. <laughs> yes, I don't care when you're listening to this. It's morning if you're listening to me, because what I try to do is create a conversation, create some dialogue where you begin to just open your eyes a little bit. You begin to wake up. Wake up to whatever's going on for you. Uh, I call it your true life because it's only yours. I can't tell you what your life is about. It's all about what's happening for you. But hopefully when I share information with you, I share what I call wisdom with you, things that I've experienced and know to be true for me, then it might spark something in you that rattles you a little bit, makes you think about what's happening with you and wakes you up uh, so that you can uh, walk through your life why eyes wide open and not really uh, bumping into things you can walk around them instead of stumbling along the way so if i can shine some light on your path if i can shine some light on your journey that's why i'm here that's what i'm here to do so hello welcome and good morning we're going to talk about uh something that is uh, pretty special. <laughs> and uh, it's about you. Yeah, you're special, aren't you? You think you're special? Let me just ask that question. Do you think you're special? <laughs> well, you're probably right. You are special. Now, it's kind of interesting because not many of us see ourselves as being very special. And that has a tendency to create a problem for how we walk this journey, how we move through our life. If we don't see ourselves as special, then we ju we're just one of the crowd. Now, there's obviously there's a reason why we don't see ourselves special if we don't. And it's typically because we were trained not to see ourselves as special. You know, I, I can hear the voices now from your teachers, from your maybe even your parents at some point. I think early on, they probably say, yeah, you're very special. But at some point, someone begins to tell you, you know, you don't think you're special. Don't put yourself above anybody else or, uh, you know, separate yourself from everybody else. You're not that special. And we begin to take that in. But what happens when we take that in? We take that in and then we begin to, I guess, act like everyone else. We begin to do things that everyone else does. And we try to fit in so that we don't set out there as something unique and something special. And so we begin to blend in 
we begin to blend into the bell curve, the middle part of that bell curve. If, if those of you are uh, have any mathematics in your background or you know um, uh, statistics, um, there's this thing called the bell curve. And uh, it, it, at the ends of the bell curve, both the, the beginning and the end, there is a little bit of, of activity there, but most of the activity is in the middle. And it creates this, this bell if you were to plot it out on a graph. So most of us are in this bell curve, in the middle of this bell curve. And that happens because we kind of buy into this thing that we're kind of average. We're like everybody else. In fact, we do things. We behave like everybody else. What are you wearing right now? Now, this is, I'm not being, <laughs> I'm not, that's, uh, that didn't sound right. Let me ask it a different way. What brand of clothing are you wearing right now? Are you wearing um, tennis shoes, Adidas? You know, Nike, you have uh, Gucci on, Prada. Uh, what kind of car do you drive? Um, what kind of house do you have? What, what's your house or your apartment look like? What are the What's the furniture look like? I would venture to guess that most of the people listening right now, the answers to those questions there are that these things that uh, you have, that you own, are not very unique, that many, many, many other people have the same thing. And that's not a criticism, that's just the way it is. I look around in, in my immediate circle and I see, you know, the car that I drive, I see a lot of that same car out there. I see the clothes that I wear, other people are wearing similar clothes. So I'm not special when it comes to all of those things. And part of it is because Many of us don't want to stand out. I'm not going to wear pink pants that are really short because that would make me stand out, right? So I want to blend in in some ways. So it's not wrong being a part of that middle part of that bell curve. So I hope you're not taking this as criticism. But what it may, it may tend to do for you, it may tend to deaden and suppress the uniqueness that you really do have because there is a part of you that is at the base of who you are that truly is special and when you lose touch with that is when being a part of the bell-shaped curve in the middle becomes more of an issue now when you think about business businesses if you own your own business um, think about it in terms of why your business is special what is it about your business that's special that puts you apart from your competitors? What separates you from the others that are doing the same thing? If you have a business, a restaurant, what, um, what makes you special there? What makes your business special? They call this a USP. This is called a unique selling proposition. All right, I'm not gonna throw a lot of acronyms at you uh, this morning because I want you to understand the message and, and this is not about business jargon, but it is in many ways about leadership. It's about how you lead your life and how you lead others because your unique selling proposition, your USP in business will determine how successful you can be. If you're just one of many, then why should I do business with you? 
So many people try to find their own unique selling proposition in business so that they can have an edge over the competition. You know, I think about um, businesses and um, I was thinking the other day about flowers. And I was thinking about these flower shops that are around and you, you've seen them. You probably have bought flowers for your significant other at, from time to time. And you go to a flower shop or maybe in, in a grocery store where they have sometimes they have flowers off to the side and you buy your set of flowers and you, you bring them home. But I was thinking about one flower um, vendor, one flower shop, I'll call it, that was so unique that I will always remember them and on very, very special occasions, I mean, very special occasions, I will go to them and them only to provide these flowers. Hmm. Well, interesting, right? What makes that flower shop more unique than any other, right? It's just flowers, right? No, they have a unique selling proposition. Their unique selling proposition for their flowers is they sell flowers that are from Hawaii. They have these really unique, oh, just exotic flowers, birds of paradise. And I don't even know all the names, but they're so, so beautiful. And in fact, they ship them from Hawaii to the mainland. And they come in this huge box. The box is almost a crate because these flowers are so huge and the stems on these flowers are so thick. You almost need a saw to cut them if you're going to put them in a big, uh, you wouldn't even put them in a vase because they wouldn't fit in a vase. You'd have to put them in a big urn of some sort. But these flowers are so special and so different. Um, and they're also very high priced. They're high priced. They're unique. They're, but as a customer, there's a sense of amazing satisfaction from this uniqueness. And I will, you know, just refer them to everybody that wants to know how do you get some great flowers? I will refer business to them every time. I'm a loyal customer to them. I don't use them all the time, but if it's very special occasion, I'm going there. Now they're in Hawaii, so I'm not going there, but I'll give them a call. So you see that unique selling proposition gives them an edge over the other flower shops in the area. Now they're not as convenient and they're not as cheap, but that's okay because they have something that no one else has. Now what I would imagine in Hawaii, if you're in Hawaii, you could probably find someone else that is a competitor to them that, that might be able to provide you flowers if you're in Hawaii that is not so unique. Uh, from what they're doing. But because we're in the mainland, getting those kind of flowers here is very unique. And what I have found from this flower shop is that they are uh, the only one I could find. And there may be others, but they're the only ones I could find that will literally send their flowers to the mainland overnight or within a day. And uh, that is very unique. I don't know if they have a, a special arrangement with uh, UPS, but that unique selling proposition sets them apart. Now, that's just business. I hope you understand how this USP, this unique selling proposition works in business. It, if you can leverage your USP, you can grow your business. Now, we're going to talk about your personal USP. What makes you special? 
and USP, we won't even call it a unique selling proposition. We'll call it a you special person. <laughs> you special person. That's the USP, okay? You're a very special person, but we need to find out what makes you special. Well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, the rest of this, um, the rest of this podcast is going to focus on your uniqueness and how you find your USP. Okay? We'll be back right after these messages. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883-090917. That's 8883-090917. Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. To True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Special. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right, you are. But I think many people would answer that question no, I don't think I'm special. And, and you're the ones that I really want to listen closely to this. Even those of you who think you are special, I want you to listen to this as well because you're special in a certain way. And, and I want to make sure that we're clear about what I mean when I say that. You are special. But the reason we sometimes don't think we are is, is because we've been told that it's wrong to be special. So when did special get a, get a bad name? You know, each of us are made to be special. 
that's as simple as I can put it. Your your fingerprint tells you you're special. If you don't think you're different from anybody, just think about your thumbprint. It's different than anyone else in this world. All right. So you are special. Commit a crime and leave your prints behind and you'll find out how special you are. <laughs> you're very special. But on the serious side, uh, you know, we spend an extraordinary amount of time and money trying not to be special. We spend so much time and money trying not to be special. As I mentioned, think about your car, your clothes, and you, you know, even your hairstyle. When the hairstyles change, you change yours to match because you don't want to stand out. It's you want to be like everyone else. Now, let me be very clear about something, because being like other people is OK. I'm not being critical of that at all. But when you are suppressing your own authenticity, when you are pressing who you are in the process, that's when I have an issue. That's when I have a problem with your thinking you're not special. You know, it's okay to see something that you like and want to have it or want to do it. But when you see someone and then you want to be them, that's different. Remember our be, do, and have model? You know, you have control over all of that. You have control over what you do, what you have, and who you are. You, you, you have to be in touch with who you are. That be portion is really precious. If you try to be something else, you try to control that and be something else, and you're not yourself, then you're no longer authentic. You're no longer you're no longer honoring your specialness and you're just another lemming like everybody else walking to the cliff. So be aware that doing and having what other people do and have is OK. But trying to be someone else is not. Now, that's a judgment call. I, I don't normally say uh, things that have a, a, you know, a judgment to them, but I'm going to be judgmental on this. If you're being anything other than who you are, I'm going to tell you that is not right. That's not how you were made. You were made to be special. Look at your thumbprint. You know, so but it's OK to have and do what other people have and do. That is not being someone else. That's being like someone else. And I know I'm playing with words here, so bear with me as we walk through this. You know, it's okay to be like someone else as long as you're not changing or trying to change who you really are. There, there used to be a, uh, uh, I think it was Nike, a Nike commercial um, many years ago when Michael Jordan was playing basketball. He was one of the greatest basketball players to play. Um, and the commercial, the tagline of the commercial was, uh, I want to be like Mike or be like Mike. And uh, it was kind of catchy. And everybody said, yeah, I want to be like Mike. Well, obviously, they were trying to sell something because Michael Jordan had <laughs> Nike shoes. So if you wanted to be like Mike, you better buy shoes like Mike. So you can be like someone, buy the same car as someone, the same clothes, the same house. Being like someone, that's just what you do and have. As long as you never lose touch 
with your authenticity. Don't lose touch with who you are. You can dress like Mike. You can you can do all the things he does, but bring yourself to the table in that process because you can't be him. You can't be anyone else other than who you are. All right, get your hair cut the way everybody else has it cut, but be you when you're presenting yourself, whatever that is. What you get here is is me. I don't I don't sit here and try to um, be someone else. I, I don't give you that. Hey, this is my radio voice, and I'm going to just talk like uh, Ryan Seacrest. No, I'm not trying to be Ryan Seacrest. I want to, you know, maybe if I could be like him and have a, a, a huge following and, and do all the things that he does and have all the things, that'd be great. But I'm not trying to be him. I'm going to be Clarence, right? So even if I'm doing and having what others do and have, you're always going to get who I am. I'm always going to be myself. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Behavior is not being. So I, I want to impress that upon you because in terms of who you are, and I'll relate this back to um, your job. I'll re- relate this back to we'll call leadership, whether it's professional leadership or personal leadership, being authentic throughout is so very important. Now, I was I was just uh, uh, telling the producer here that I, I, I've gone back to school. Yeah, you, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks sometimes. So I'm going back to school and uh, I'm in grad school right now. So we're learning a lot of different things. And, and at some point, uh, I'll, hopefully I'll graduate. <laughs> and when I graduate, you'll, you'll maybe you'll call me Dr. Clarence. How's that? But in the meantime, I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And I will just suggest to you that as you continue to connect with your authentic self and be who you are, never forget that you are always changing. You're always moving forward and you should enhance that. You should honor that. You should help that along because we're not human beings. Even though we're talking about being, we're not human beings. We're humans becoming. We're always changing. So don't think of yourself as a human being. Think of yourself as a human becoming and you're always becoming whatever it is you're putting in front of yourself to become. Um, I, I, I just thought of this earlier and, and uh, I thought about all the books that I have to read now. I've got, and I always read a lot and I, I read maybe 20, 40 books a year. And uh, I have a list, in fact. I think I've shared it with you before. If you go to clarencecaldwell.com forward slash leaders read, you will see that list of books. But now that I'm back in school, they give you a ton of reading material. Oh my, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to get through it all. But reading, I'm finding, uh, I've always known this, but it hit me today, that it really does plant the seeds of who you are going to grow into. And so I coined this phrase, reading is seeding. Reading is seeding. What are you planting today? I'm going to write up a meme and put that up. I'm going to post that. Uh, reading is seeding. What are you planting today? So as I'm reading all of this material uh, in school, I'm learning so, so much. There's a lot of it that I, quite frankly, already know, 
but have forgotten. I've probably forgotten more than, than I'm being asked to read, but it's a good refresher for me in a lot of cases. But as we talk about leaders, we're talking about um, in these in these classes, we're talking about how leaders behave, how leaders lead, whether they lead from an authentic place or whether they lead from a different place. And it doesn't just apply to business. It applies to how you lead your life as well. You know, some of the, the things that are germane in how people lead their lives and how they lead their organizations is that there are so many different approaches to leadership. There's so many different styles. There's so many different theories that people have come up with. I've come up with a few of my own, quite frankly, over the years. But there are so many published theories and approaches. There's a theory of, of what's called the trait approach, where you're, it's, it's just part of your trait. You're born with it. How many of you think that leaders are born as leaders? And there's another approach called the skills approach, where you can literally learn how to be a leader. How many of you subscribe to that theory that you can literally learn how to be a leader and you don't have to be born with it? It's a part of your DNA. And then there's this, these styles uh, that, that people have for leadership in terms of you're more focused on people versus results or you're more focused on results versus people. That applies in your life as well. If you're focus in your life is about accomplishing things as opposed to building relationships, that makes you a certain type of leader in your life. Um, and there's so many more. There, there's leaders that, that, that shift with the situation, you know, situational leadership, contingency leadership, transformational leadership, transactional leadership. Uh, when I say transactional leadership, I'm, I'm really talking about more of a carrot and stick where you lead by rewarding someone if they do something well, or you punish them if they don't do something well. If they don't um, uh, send you, uh, you know, they don't send you a, a flowers on your birthday, you, you punish them. Or if they do, you reward them. You know, those kinds of things. That's transactional. So you can be any of these styles apply to your life as well as your work. There's some people who managed by exception well they're they're very reactive they're just going along until something happens and then they'll they'll step up and do something so there's all these theories there's all these styles approaches uh to leadership that are not just for business but they're for your life as well and um there's a a portion of it that's underlying um the level of power that you think you have in any given situation whether you think you have legitimate power, you've been placed in a position where you have power, or you think that you need to be coercive um, or that you're an expert. Um, you know, so all of those things is almost like a, uh, a 19 colored Rubik's Cube if you put it all together. OK, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back, try to close that item with you. And we're going to talk about how you become um, the special leader you should Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. All right, we were talking about the different styles and traits and theories and approaches to to leadership, but I want you to recognize that even though that seems somewhat um, academic relative to business, that it shows up in your life as well. So if you think people are born to be leaders, um, that is a, you know, that's something that you probably uh, believe in life as well, not just in business, that you think people are just born to be certain leaders. And you, if you're not one of those folks, then you're not special enough to be a leader. So we're talking about your specific selling proposition, your unique selling proposition, or as we put it in your personal life, your you special person, you USP. This is USP. So what is the 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 theory, the style, the approach that you take in life? What is this the style and approach you take in business? Is it situational? Uh, what the situation calls for? Um, is it contingent? Is it transformational? Do you have a transformational impact on the people that are around you? Is it transactional? Do you, re- do you reward people for doing the right thing and punish them for doing the wrong thing? You know, all of those are different, different styles. But being aware of your style, being aware of your approach to, to leading your life and your business is the first step. You know, when I talked about the underlying piece being where you believe yourself to be in terms of your power, whether you believe you have to be uh, coercive to make something happen, 
whether you believe you have to reward people to make something happen or whether your position in life just gets things done, uh, whether you're an expert at something, whether whether your power lies there. You know, all that underlines all of these other styles that I've been talking about. So again, it does look very complex if you're trying to put all those pieces together. If you're not taking notes, then it probably sounds kind of complex. But here's the bottom line to it all for me. And no matter what skill, what style, what trait, what whatever, what power that you believe you have in, in your whole um, uh, leadership, um, in your whole leadership arsenal, um, what is ultimately important is that you are aware of it. This is the first step to what is called emotional intelligence. All right. Uh, Now, I don't know what your IQ is, but I'll tell you this. If you have an IQ of, let's say, 140, um, you'd be considered fairly smart. If it's 150, very smart, very, very smart. 160, extremely smart. You get above that level. You're approaching genius. So your IQ is one thing. But your IQ does not determine your effectiveness in this world. It does not determine the life you're going to live. It does not determine your USP, your specialness, your uniqueness. Your IQ does not determine all of that. What determines all of that is your emotional, your emotional intelligence and your self-esteem. You put those two things together, your EQ and your self-esteem, and you have got essentially the foundation for using any of those styles that we talked about. You could use your your, uh, style of, of situational leadership or transformational or transactional. You can be successful in using any of those those styles if you have a high EQ not IQ, EQ, emotional quotient, or empathetic quotient, I think is what it really stands for. It's your emotional intelligence. Or, and, not or, but and, self-esteem. Self-esteem is so important. If you don't uh, think highly of yourself, uh, that's going to be a problem in leading your life. It's going to be a problem in leading others. So those two things are very, very important. So let's talk about your EQ for a minute. Let's talk about emotional intelligence because your uniqueness is going to be driven by how much awareness you have, which is part of your EQ. As I mentioned with EQ, you you really have to have a level of awareness. How you increase your EQ takes a little work, but it starts with your awareness. And you have to have, EQ also means that you have to have the ability to regulate that part of you. So not just be aware that I'm, uh, you know, I'm a certain way, but how do I regulate the way I am? Your EQ also is driven by what motivates you to be the way you are. 
If you're not in touch with what motivates you to be the way you are, you can't regulate the way you are. You're not even aware of the way you are. That's a really, really low EQ. Again, it's all based on empathy. Empathy is a part of that formula. So your EQ, and uh, I'll say it again in case you are taking notes, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, and empathy. You put that package together, that's your EQ. Now, I want you to grade yourself honestly. Now, it's going to be tough if you're not self-aware. <laughs> you're going to say, oh, I'm a 10, meaning that you're probably really not self-aware. Um, but be honest and grade yourself. You don't have to share it with me or anybody, but just think about being self-aware. How well do you regulate that based on your awareness? Or do you just let it fly? You just, you just tweet out whatever you want to tweet out whenever you want to tweet it. You don't regulate that. And you're motivated by, you know, what are you motivated by? What others say? If somebody calls you a name, you have to respond in a certain way. If, if you see something, you got to respond. Or are you motivated by a higher calling? Motivated by building great relationships, motivated by uh, just responding in a way that's going to be uh, advantageous for everyone, motivated by winning uh, on both sides, not just win-lose, but win-win. What motivates you? Do you have the empathy, which means are you aware of what other people are feeling? If you're not aware of what other people are feeling, that will contribute to your low EQ. See, all of that is important. EQ is the, I would say, much more important than IQ. You could be uh, very low. You could have a very low IQ, but if your EQ is high, it allows you to move through this world in a much more effective way, much more effective way. Now, will you run a business and make a million dollars running a business if your IQ is low? Maybe not. But if that's your measure of success in life, then, you know, that's your success. That's your measure. I, I'm not even going to be judgmental about that. That's just your measure. You have that choice. I'm not going to take that choice away from you. I can't. It's your choice. You choose what measure of success in life is really all about. Measure of success in business. What's that really all about? If it's truly um, winning at all costs then your EQ doesn't matter and just go with your, your IQ and, and see, how, see where that gets you. It will, it will damage uh, relationships for sure. You're going to leave what, what I used to call a lot of bodies in your wake. You look behind, you're going to see a lot of, lot of damage. Uh, and so your EQ is so very important um, for whatever leadership style that you have. All right. But shifting your style um, is is something we'll, we'll talk about here in a moment. But let's let's make sure we know how to increase your EQ. Let's say you have a low EQ. You've just scored yourself based on those categories I gave you. Self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and even your social skills are a part of that. Yeah. Social skills, too. If you scored yourself low. Um, let's figure out how to raise that if you want to. 
you know, increasing your EQ is important if you know that it's low, but it's going to take a little work and it'll take some practice. But here's the deal. You're going to have to start um, by having someone assist. EQ is not something you can raise necessarily on your own. It can be done. It's more difficult because your, your self-awareness is because the self-awareness is, is such a big part of it. You're probably not going to see what others see. So I suggest if you want to raise your EQ, start with someone who is trained to assess and help you do that. Now, whether it's a, a therapist, a counselor, a coach, uh, someone who's trained to help you see where you are so that that awareness becomes more prevalent. And now you can begin to decide and choose what steps you're going to take to regulate, self-regulate, uh, understand what motivates you and and have more uh, social skills and empathy for others. Um, so I, I I suggest that you start with someone that can help you raise that. Now, of course, here I am. I'm a coach and I am trained and certified in helping you raise your emotional intelligence, your EQ. I recognize how important it is, not only for your leadership on the job, but your leadership in life. And to raise that will absolutely help your unique selling proposition, you special person. It will help raise that authenticity level to a place where you're not compromising who you are just because you want to do and have what others do and have. You can still be you. If you have a high EQ, you can still be you. In fact, it assists you in being more of who you are. When you stop being who you are, when you start to change who you are, it's an indicator that your EQ is low because you're not self-aware. You're not regulating what it takes to be your authentic self. All right. And we're going into a break here in a moment. But I just offer to you, if, if this is something that speaks to you, uh, as I mentioned, I'm trained in this area. I'd be happy to help. Go to ClarenceCaldwell.com. Just reach out to me there. Get on my calendar. We can have a quick talk at no cost. And, uh, and see where it goes from there. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back after these messages. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn 
cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's GetClientsOnlineGiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. So how are you feeling about your EQ? Is it high? Is it low? <laughs> or you just don't know? You know, uh, the the first step an EQ is your self is your self awareness, as I mentioned, um, and you you couple your EQ with your self esteem. We're not going to go into self esteem uh, this time, but that is a big part of it as well. When you, no matter what style of leadership you're using, whether it's uh, life leadership or business and professional leadership, personal leadership. Whatever theory you're using, you know, we talked about all these different theories of. Uh, um, you know, situational and transformational, transactional, all of that stuff. No matter if your EQ isn't in place, it will create a problem for you. Um, no matter what you do with all of those other traits, skills, theories, power, and so on, a low EQ will get you in trouble every time. So it's important to check in there. Uh, I, my, uh, my book is coming out next month and in there, in fact, it's the very first chapter, uh, I talk about EQ. I talk about emotional intelligence and how important it is. And there is a link in that book. you if you get the hard copy, you'll have to write it down. Uh, if you get the e-copy, you can just click on the link and it actually takes you to an EQ test. And you, you'll be able to test yourself. Uh, so look for that. It's coming out soon. And uh, I do talk about EQ there um, in, in a slightly different way than I'm talking about it here. So combine the two and you'll have everything you need to raise your EQ. Uh, but that's why we're, we're talking about your unique specialness, your unique selling proposition, you, you special person. We're talking about what makes you special. And the first step to EQ is this self-awareness and being aware of what makes you special is important to your success. You must know this. You must know this about yourself. Life gets so much easier when you are, when you're clear about that. Life gets so much more fun when you know about that. Uh, you just leverage it. You just 
use it, I guess. You know, I don't mean use it in a way that you're manipulating. You're just tapping into it. You tap into it. You know, I, I, I think about, uh, and I've thought about this over the years, what really separates me, what makes me special. And uh, I'm from that old school, too, that, no, I'm not special. I'm just another person. And so I've denied my specialness for many, many years of my life. In fact, I didn't want to be seen as special. I didn't want to be pointed out. I didn't want to be uh, away from the crowd. I wanted, it was comfortable being in the middle of that bell-shaped curve. And it is comfortable there because you don't have to worry about uh, someone taking aim at you for any reason. You don't have to worry about being criticized. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed if you do something wrong because you're, you're, you're so far out there. People see you. You don't have to worry about being rejected because you're out there and no one else is there. You don't have to worry about all those things when you're in the middle of the bell-shaped curve because you're just one of the rest. But I'm here to tell you, suppressing your uniqueness, suppressing your authenticity is literally a, a death sentence. It's a death sentence to the life that you were meant to live. Um, not literal death, but a death to the life you were meant to live. You begin living a different life, not your life. You begin living the life um, that is being dictated to you by the rest of the people in the bell-shaped curve. So be aware of that. Um, I, I want to um, I want to tell you so much more about this, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop there because this one is important enough for us to do face-to-face or voice-to-voice. If you like to know more, please reach out to me um, and we can do that. Now, as I was beginning to say, my own personal uniqueness, my own uniqueness, uh, I've denied for a long time in my life. And and there's no real reason to deny it. But it comes up all the time anyway. People always tell me about it. They always comment on it. They always say, you know, Clarence, you're just blah. And you're just blah. And they say it. And I and I and I push it by. Oh, no, no. It's just it's just. I make excuses instead of owning it, instead of tapping into it. Now, I don't do that anymore. I revel in it these days. I tap into it, in fact. I leverage it for my business and for my life. It is such an important part of me that I'm so glad I was able to connect with it years ago to understand how important it was to be it, to be who I was, that that authenticity. Um, And... You know, it has many sides to it. The one I'll just share share with you about it, uh, the one side of it is what people say calmness. And, and it came up again this weekend while I was sitting in a room of scholars, all these doctors. We were in this doctoral program and having this heated discussion. And I made a couple of comments here and there. And it just turned turned the entire conversation around. And a couple of uh, the doctors came to me, a couple of the uh, doctor students came to me and said, Clarence, you just have such a calm way. And it just makes such a difference. And in the past, I would have said, no, no, I'm just shy or no, you know, thanks, but no thanks. No, I own it today. I said, well, thanks for recognizing that. Uh, I, I think it helps a lot in many cases. I hope it helped this time. So I leverage it. 
And when people know that you're aware of your own uniqueness, they count on you for that. They know they can get those magnificent flowers from you every time and they will come back to you when they need that. They won't always need my calmness. They won't always need me. And that's okay. Not everybody needs me and not everybody will need me all the time. I'm okay with that. But when you do need someone like that, you know where you can come. And so I, I think it's important for you to recognize what is your your specialness? What is your unique proposition? I don't even call it a selling proposition. What is your unique special proposition? How about that's kind of a redundant, unique and special. But what is what is your you special person thing? And own it. Leverage it. Tap into it. Use it. All right. We've only got a few minutes left. And, and what I want to do is give you a bonus. We're going to shift gears here. and I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a bonus. It's it's a uh, I'll just plant the seed of what it's about. It's I'll talk about it maybe in an upcoming episode. We'll talk about it in in greater depth. But I'll give you this this teaser, if you will, that I think is going to be very helpful for you even today. And it's about things that change in your life. And things change all the time. As I mentioned, even us as humans, we're always changing, right? We're humans becoming. We're not human beings. We're humans becoming. So things are always changing. And we often have a resistance to change, whether it's a change of job, a change of location, a change in relationship, a change in what we always uh, tend to resist change. And there is a way to understand what that's all about. And sometimes when you want someone else to change, you must know what take what it takes to get people to change. If you want people to change, there's a way to get people to change. But it requires three things. I'm going to share these three things with you. This is this is the bonus round. <laughs> You're going to get these three things that you can that you must be aware of if you want to spark change in others or in the environment or whatever it is you're hoping to change. First of all, the person must be dissatisfied. Dissatisfied with the status quo. Dissatisfied with the way things are. If you're dissatisfied with the way things are, you have one of the three things you need that will help you change. If you're dissatisfied with being overweight, that is important. Without a dissatisfaction around it, you'll never change. So you must be dissatisfied. Uh, and that was pretty easy, right? You, you want, if you want to change, well, you're probably because you're dissatisfied. And so let's make sure that when you're thinking about someone else and you're thinking, why don't they change? Think about whether or not they're satisfied with the status quo or dissatisfied with the status quo. If they're not changing, maybe it's because they're, they're, stat they're satisfied with the way things are. So think about that one. The second thing is you must desire something different. So if you're overweight and you're dissatisfied with that, what is it that you desire? Do you desire um, 
wanting to fit into that new outfit? Do you desire wanting to not be out of breath when you walk up the stairs? Do you want to do you desire uh, just feeling better um, about yourself? Uh, you have to have something that that is driving you, something you want that is driving you. You want it. It makes you want to change. So not only should you be dissatisfied, but you must have something you want in replacement of that. And now think about someone else that you're hoping to change. Are they dissatisfied enough with the status quo? And is there something better, something that they desire strong enough that will drive them to change? Those two things are absolutely important. Now, here's the third one. And I told you, all three of these have to be together. You can't just have one or two. It's not enough to to get people to change. You must have all three. So the first one, being dissatisfied with the status quo. The second one, having that desire for something different. And the third is a path to get there that's practical. That, in other words, are you willing to pay the price to make the change? I, I don't like being overweight, so I'm dissatisfied. I want to fit into that new outfit, so I want something new. But is the price too high? Do I have to work out every day? Do I have to give up my, my hamburgers? That price is too high. You'll never get there. So if the price is too high, that one leg, any one of these legs are missing. It'll never happen. That's my tickler for you. We'll talk about these in another episode. But know that if you want to change others or you want to change in yourself, those three have to be there. All right. We're done for this week. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you again. Take care, everyone. joining us on today's true life academy certified coach trainer and motivational speaker clarence caldwell returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of yes the life you were intended to live